This week on Not Sauce for Work, Terry Tam is off, uh, so Eagle is pulling double duty. On today's show, we go over the comings and goings in the NBA playoffs. One last NFL big name makes some noise heading into the draft, and Iron Mike is still not to be trifled with. We also become the oldest podcast ever, and we discuss Jerry West. We'll get into this and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That's my best Dak Shepard impersonation. I am Pease Delores. I'm hosting this episode of Not Sauce for Work. I got jealous of his opening eagle. Um, he's got such a sultry voice. See, you also have a sultry voice. It's just you forget how to use it at I times. Do, so I don't... What happens is I get so engaged in um, the show that I stop using my radio voice and I just use my regular person voice. And that, But the opposite thing also happens to me. In real life, when someone starts talking to me about sports at like a wedding, I start using the radio voice and my wife has to come over and whisper in my ear, you're being an asshole. And and yeah, so that happens sometimes. But it's because you know so much about sports that you need to share that knowledge. N- not with at all. The it's, it's that I don't know enough. And so I put on the veneer of pretending. So like, and we had this whole argument about it this week in our, in our chat. I'll just air all our, our, all our dirty laundry. Like I said, like, we should celebrate. I actually want a graphic like every month of each of our worst takes because we were giving Alex the intern a hard time about the, the son's take because like it's easier to say, oh, uh, this this guy doesn't care about a winner when he, when he joins a team who struggles. But also that star player makes the team better. So especially in a sport like basketball where like one player helps the team a lot. And then I said, well, like, come on, like my Devontae Adams take has to be like the worst take of all time, right? Where I said Devontae Adams is not good at football. He just plays with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, you're just wrong. I, 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 I simply, I've been, I've been sent, it's like so many people uh, that we've had as guests on the podcast who are like FPF analysts and stuff. They sent me so many like, clips and tape where i was like no no i'm clearly wrong about this <laughs> i'm clearly wrong um but yeah so um i think i think diving into that is the best way to handle it because again that's kind of what everyone does and like the the early 2000s approach to sports media was don't worry everyone will forget your takes um and you know now we're, we live in the the frozen takes and takes exposed era of uh sports media and so i think the best way to handle that is to dive head first into it own um, your take. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Own your take. Exactly. Devontae Adams sucks at football, <laughs> regardless of information. Um, Eagle, uh, for reasons that should be fairly clear uh, got, to anyone with a calendar. No for reasons <laughs> with any, uh, for, uh, to anyone clear with the calendar yesterday, I uh, tried French, a French taco for the first time in my life. Do you know what this is? Uh, I know what a pink taco is. I don't know what a French no, that's taco is. That's not the one. Is. That's not the one. So <laughs> they opened up a spot near my place called, I, I don't know, whatever. They're not paying for uh, sponsorship, so who cares what they're called? Um, so I, uh, I, I've been saying I want to order from them. My wife was like, no, 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 it looks stupid, looks stupid. And I was like, no, I'm going to order. I was by myself last night, so I was like, you know what? This is the night. You it know. is a taco joint. Yeah, well, it's French taco. So 
I was like, because it says on, on the sign, it says authentic French taco. Okay. And I said, well, what is that? <laughs> so I started to do some research. And this is actually a thing. This is French street food from France, which is like uh, born of um, mostly Lebanese immigrants who've taken sort of the ideas behind like fast food, street food, like French fries and so on. Um, the ideas of like uh, Lebanese wraps, like uh, shawarma and, and shetuk and so on, and not actually tacos, but burritos. So this thing's massive. Okay. Um, and it it has meat inside and like vegetables, like you know, like uh, onions and, and 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 lettuce, and then it has French fries and cheese and like queso sauce. <laughs> so this. Yeah, that's what I had. I couldn't move. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> For hours. You out of all people, too. What's it like? I, I, I try to eat really well. I'm, I'm aging and I, my stomach doesn't do well. So I just, I, I ordered the extra large one, smashed it, and then had basketball watch me on the couch while I tried to stay awake to watch basketball. Um, and we'll get, to, we'll get to basketball in a second because it's been actually the most fun first round I can remember in a long time. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um... But so first of all, anyone who has yet to like subscribe, uh, please do so. We do, do enjoy that. Um, the other thing, Eagle, um, so this broke just as we're preparing for the show. I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, Wimbledon is saying they're not going to have any of the Russian athletes participate in the tournament. I want to know what your thoughts were. My, okay, so my thoughts are... Like usual, this isn't black and white. Of course not. Um, I think from a pure athletic perspective, it's a stupid decision because you should want the best athletes mm -hmm. in the world competing in the best tournament in the world or arguably one of in the sport. On the other hand, I can t entirely see how this is going to make the news and then make people who may not give a shit about what's going on suddenly start paying attention or make those athletes now have to make a stink to their country to potentially put some political pressure. So, well, but so I don't think it will, but I understand the rationale of why it's happened. So there's a couple of things. Or the rationale, it's kind of like how sometimes men make rules for women that don't make sense specifically when it comes to abortion laws. But like, so this is kind of like people in democratic nations trying to make rules for an autocratic nation. And the thing is, is that... Oh, it's, it's more than that, though. Well, but like, so, but Putin... Like, the, Putin there's a country engaging what? in war right oh, now. Oh, no, no, I understand. But I'm saying on the other end, like, so just specifically related to, to Wimbledon, is like, that applies zero pressure to Russia. Oh, yeah. Zero pressure. Because they're not a country who has a democratically elected leader. They're not a country who... who uh, even cares about the 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 interests of their own citizens, and they, they they treat the government treats their people as bullet sponges. The other the other part of this for me is that the the regular people are not the people engaging in warfare with the Ukraine. That's the stance of the government. It's the same thing to me of like blaming China for the coronavirus or or anything like that, where it's like. No, no. The actions of a government and the and the the will of the people are different. Same thing when it comes to Chinese people and like people's stance on like um, you know the, the the Chinese sweatshops or or the you know the the Chinese business practices. That is the prerogative of the government and the the very wealthy, not the average person in the country. Oh, oh yeah, and, and like I said, I don't think any of this pressure tactic is going to work. It has I, zero. Impact. I have a. 
hunch that the decision to do this was more influenced by if we don't do this, we're just going to be hearing about it the entire which is, time. Which is, the wrong, which is the wrong of course. Uh, reason to do it. And, and the thing is, the people making those uh, arguments will find the reason to make that argument no matter what you do. Right, yeah. like that's that's the issue. Yeah, but the difference is, I can be sitting in a little white uniform in a multi-million-dollar box watching tennis that doesn't involve anything with Russia at all. So yeah, uh, you've blocked off my clock, by the way, so you're going to keep track of time during the show. Oh, it's true. <laughs> okay, I'll let me fix this. I I, and I don't think, I don't even know if it if it worked like for me to hit start. Nope, it did not. So let me know how many minutes we're into the show. Uh, we we're had at, to uh, nine nine minutes. Okay, that's good. Uh, that and the clock's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so many issues today uh, This is what happens when we're running short-staffed uh, Terry's going to be on vacation for the next two weeks I got uh, We have a guest uh, co-host next week So I'm excited to get It's Matt. not Alex, right? No, it is Thank Matt God. It is Matt McKenzie I was going to kill um, him this week, I swear Someone who owns his own takes <laughs> And understands uh, Who understands abbreviations well, What was the other thing that he did? He sent us a Twitter post Of a random person Saying about how Quebecois are a minority in the world or something. And I'm like, like so who gives a shit about this random Twitter <laughs> handle? Like, why are you bothering me with this in the middle of the day? I got work to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we, have a, we have a lot to get to that is not our inner workings. Um, so let's get to it. Ah, Terry is the news. Thank you. Thank you. Keeping the tradition alive. Always. Always. Now you say that. I mean, you almost fucked it up. I had to fix when, it for you. When Terry was here once. Eh? Well, because yeah. he distracted me because I'm the easiest person on earth to distract. Very true. So, oh, Very true. Not, uh, you know, uh, not, not much to, for him to hang his hat on there. Um, the NBA playoffs are here. And so the NBA playoffs very rarely sees upsets. Uh and like so, it this time of year generally reminds me that NBA Twitter annoys me, and I mean Twitter annoys everyone. By the way, it's I, I know that's the point of Twitter is to have an unpleasant time, um, but so you see stuff like when they're talking about uh, the Nets and, and Boston series, and it's like you talk, you know, and there's all these posts, and it, the post kind of hinted like how like we'll see the Nets are losing, ha ha ha. I'm like. They're the underdogs. They're the seventh seed. Like I, I know they're not a normal seventh seed, but like they're still playing the second ranked team in the conference, right? Like that, nobody thought that was going to be easy. Uh, I think they thought that the Nets wouldn't be an underdog in general, though, right? Like the fact that they're the seventh seed. Well, is they, they, the I mean, if they part. were, if they were the, if they were the five, well, if they had Kyrie playing the entire season, I mean, it would help. <laughs> so. I, I was one of those guys like it doesn't matter if they play all season. And then I was watching them on offense yesterday. Uh, they're just taking turns. It's like it's this is this is Kyrie's turn down the court. This is uh, Durant's turn on the court. And Durant, Durant first of all put up. He made zero field goals in the second half. If you look at a shot chart, it's all contested um, uh, mid range jumpers, which are the the least efficient shot in the NBA. For for just the most effortless scorer I've ever seen play basketball to struggle that way is insane. But it's because like, so Marcus Smart wins defensive player of the year. He's not the best defender on the Celtics. Like my issue with Smart winning that trophy is not that he's not deserving so much as 
that he's not even the best. How could you be the best defense defender in the league if you're not even the best defender on your team? Because he has the best outfit to go along with That's it. True. Here. That's true. Here he is walking in to the stadium yesterday, to the court yesterday. For those who are listening, it is a very nice. Is that turquoise? You're asking me about color. Forest green, perhaps. Forest green, emerald green. I can see it. Emerald, yeah. okay. Looks like a looks like a boxer walking into a <laughs> ring, honestly. With the uh, he has the initials D P O. No, there's a Y there. It's hiding under his armpit. Is it? Because I was ah. like, I just thought he was like the defensive player of all time, of the week, of the minute, of the Celtics. Yeah. Um, it's unclear what he's the de- defensive player of. So like, their best defender in Time Lord went down, and then like. <laughs> The there it is. There it is. The oh, lie there's why. There's why. Okay, my bad. My bad. Um, he he was uh, he was to me a guy who the, the the stat that he got credit for by the way was uh, loose balls recovered, but the stat is about. I mean, I could win that. Hey, oh. But, <laughs> but so like something like fifty seven percent of loose balls are recovered on offense on average in the NBA. So that's not a thing. That's not a that's not a uh, indicator of defense. Uh, so again, he's really good, but it's more the team defense, and 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 we saw Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was blocked two Kevin Durant jump shots. That's a huge deal because of his insane wing, wingspan, because because of the way uh, Durant has excellent shot shot selection, and all that. But he they haven't been able to do that because of the way the Nets are playing. Um, and now the Nets are hoping to have their their savior answer the call, Eagle, and that is the the playoff performer that is Ben Simmons. He's the hope. Yes. <laughs> and everyone is miserable already. Except me. Uh, so I, I actually think, so I think long-term that's a good solution for the Nets, but like this is a guy who hasn't played all season. The offense looks disjointed. Uh, N- Steve Nash has done nothing to address how the offense plays because literally – they're just taking turns on the court. It reminds me of the, the first ill-fated season of LeBron in Miami where essentially it was just three guys taking a turn up the court. That's not an effective uh, offensive strategy. Now, you're a lot of guy who can't shoot, great, but the thing he does well is set up open shots, which he can't do if you don't have an offensive system. It helps you with defense. He can guard Jason Tatum, which is a huge load off, off Kevin Durant, and maybe Durant doesn't look as exhausted in the fourth quarter for that reason because he doesn't have to expel that energy at 35 years old on the defensive side of the court. Um, but yeah, th- just to think that if he like he has the opportunity now to turn around the entire narrative of his entire career by playing two games, even if they lose, just if he's not terrible. So if you had to bet on it, would that happen? Do you think he's actually going to pull through on this or he's just going to prove all his haters right all along? Because so, you you know what everyone's gonna say if that game because, doesn't go well. Because NBA Twitter doesn't actually watch basketball. Uh, ben Simmons, by the way, is a perennial All Team defender. He in the, in, the la- in his last full season he set up more three pointers than any player in NBA history. More open three pointers in NBA history. He is an exceptional passer and, ex- and an exceptional uh, defender. He's also not American and doesn't understand the American obsession with offensive basketball. We see this sometimes with European basketball players who come in and di- for years didn't understand. Like I remember Andrea Bargnani, who's obviously not the same level of player, but he didn't understand why people had an issue with him taking like outside shots when he's like, I'm not an interior scorer. It's just 
that's I've never been this way. Why do I need to play this way? And and we see this sometimes with with uh, non-American born players uh, because the game is played differently uh, in other parts of the world. But all this to say, I think that if he comes back, he's not playing a full game. He's coming off the bench and he doesn't help the offense. He he just he helps guard Jason Tatum and then you still need Kyrie and Kevin Durant to do everything on offense with a disjointed offensive Yes, system. but now you don't have to score as many points to win, question mark? Like, I think that's kind well, of so the, the play here, right? It's like you don't have to be an offensive powerhouse. You just have to be better than the other team. But here's the thing. Boston's much better than the Nets are, like as a team. They overcame a 17-point lead to win yesterday. And then they won at the rim in game one because Kyrie is an awful defender and and Kevin Durant just forgot to defend Jason Tatum at the rim. So what you're saying is they should have kept Jane Harden. No, <laughs> Jane Harden would not have helped the defense at all. He fouls out uh, last night as uh we'll, we'll watch let's watch the last play by the way. Embiid uh puts the Raptors on life support. Um let's take a look at that last play. So I'm not doing the show in order by the way. Whenever Terry's not here for some reason that's what happens. Free throw line or in. And Nick Nurse is telling Van Vliet to get back into the lane, play defense there, because again, just point nine on the shots. Embiid turns, fires for the win. Joel Embiid and the Sixers take game three here in Toronto. For free throw line. What a shot. So you heard, you heard the call. Great shot by, by Embiid. But before I get to the 18 things the Raptors did wrong on one single play in an NBA basketball game, People, again, who uh, don't understand the context of NBA basketball, were comparing this to Kawhi's shot uh, against against uh, the Sixers. I mean, the fact me that the Raptors are... This is a nice shot. Oh, of course, but like, but just the fact that the, the Raptors are even in these games against the Sixers, the Raptors are the worst team. I, d d they've actually exceeded expectations because of the development of Siakam and OG Anobi, and, and basically they have... Uh, Nine defenders will all have a seven-foot wingspan. And this is the None end of, of which were there on that shot, by the way. This is the end of the first overtime, right? So this yeah. could have easily gone second overtime against the best team in uh, the Eastern Conference. This should have gone to second overtime. Here's why. First of all, Embiid, by the way, he's got, he increases three-point shooting by about 64 points in a, in a single season. That's huge. So he's, got, he's gotten much better from outside. If you watch the play, and they talked about it in the broadcast we just heard, Nick Nurse waves off Van Fleet, who is defending the inbound. First of all, Van Fleet should not be defending the inbound because he's the shortest player on the court. Secondly, he waves him off, and then Van Fleet goes into the paint. Again, the shortest defender. Now there's nobody defending the, in the inbound. Eagle, when I played basketball, if we ever left the inbounder free at any point in the game, not, not, not even talking about the last shot, not talking about overtime, not talking about a critical situation, if we ever didn't defend the inbounder, the entire team would run nonstop from the end of that game to the start of the next game. All we would do is suicides and laps. Oh, what, what do we call suicides in 2022, by the way? Because I feel like you can't do it. Uh, I feel painful like runs. That had to have gotten canceled, right? <laughs> but like, it's it's rule one 1.1 in basketball. Defend the inbound. Defend the inbound. It's, it's the first thing. Um, because what that creates is that now the ball is inbounded to Embiid and it's thrown into his shooting pocket. So he just needs to pivot and shoot. And then... <laughs> uh, yeah, the block on that ball is really effort. 
list. What is it? It's, it's a clean. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, catch. It's playing catch with with a guy who's maybe ten feet away from you. Anybody can throw that ball to anybody. And then um, Van Fleet's coming over from the paint. I don't know why he was there in the first place, but fine. He he makes a hustle play. He's a, a good foot and a half shorter than Embiid's wingspan. And I don't know if Achua thought Gary Trent would rotate over, but he, like, jogs over. Like, yo, Achua, it, it's okay to expend a little bit of energy. It, it, he he kind of walked over. That game should have gone to double overtime. He should have been double teamed in the corner. The the inbound should have been defended. Van Fleet should not be the one defending Embiid. Achua's on the court to defend Embiid, and... I don't know why he thought Trent would rotate over for that specific. It was just so many. And then, but even at that, why is Achua defending? He's essentially a rookie. I know it's a second year, but he's he's only really played this season. Why is he the one defending Embiid? Like all of these things combined to make no sense. It was just a whole bunch of bad decisions by a great NBA head coach. So what you're saying is they Lakers shouldn't have traded for James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Harden fell out. Harden wasn't on the, Harden, and that's the other thing. You just need to guard one guy. You just need to guard Embiid because Harden's not on the court. It, it was it was such a terrible job by a guy who I consider to be an elite, elite uh, NBA head coach. So here's the devil's advocate version of this conversation because he had a three-pointer, right? Yeah. They're, the game's tied at this point. Yeah. So maybe the plan was force them to shoot the three, the harder shot, instead of just dribbling it in and getting but, a but, slam or whatever. But harder, harder than what? Like you have no time to dribble. A mid-range jumper is less efficient than a three-point shot, and the guy guarding the three-point shot is five foot five. Like, I, eventually, it's a good defender, but not for that specific type of defense. Listen, man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they even had the advantage of uh, people couldn't play if they weren't vaccinated, right? Because they couldn't come into yeah, Canada. Well, Matthias Thibel is yeah. is the best defender on the Sixers, and he can't play because he only got one vaccine. It's nonsense. I don't. I don't even understand. Um, but <laughs> they go down. They lose. Um, again, Do they have any chance at all because they have to win the next four to have any like. The, the, you can't drop. A they game. had to win. They had to win this one because and, and like. They didn't play well in, in Philadelphia. It's fine. W- defend your home court and then go back and try and steal one. That's what you got to do in the NBA. Um, they're the underdogs, though. Right? The underdogs don't win in the first round. And it's not surprising because uh, Embiid and Harden are... If you go in like snake draft and choosing players, the first two guys you're choosing are Embiid and Harden, right? The two best players. Like Maybe the third best player in the series is Siakam. And and Siakam disappeared in second. So half. the All Star Game draft, he should not have gone last. Then. He should not have gone last. <laughs> this might be excellent troll. This might be excellent troll. Um, the Warriors are good, man. Um, they're up two zero. They with with the Devin Booker injury, which we haven't talked about yet, even though it was first on the script. Um, they are now the odds-on favorite to win uh, the championship, and it's insane that as Draymond Green is is aging. He's still defending the way he is because he's shut down Jokic. Again, people dunking on Jokic for being the MVP. The reason he's the MVP is there's nobody else on that team helping him out. And he's being defended by a Hall of Fame defender. Like, what, 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 are, you, what are you even complaining about? Like, the series has gone exactly as expected. Um, and, like, Jordan Poole is starting in place of Steph Curry. Steph Curry's coming off the bench scoring 40-plus. Klay Thompson's back and playing decently. Uh, Draymond 
is controlling the offense. They haven't even used Kaminga and Wiseman who aren't ready yet to compete in the playoffs. And like the fact that this team is going to be like they're going to be as deep as the Heat in like two years, but still have elite Hall of Fame scoring at the same time is they might they might be better than they were with Durant in two to three years. It's it's insanity to me. Provide like as long as as long as Clay and and um and Curry don't completely fall off the cliff before all those all those other contracts come in. So what you're saying is they shouldn't trade for they Harden. They shouldn't trade for Harden. They shouldn't trade. Although no, he does not help at all. He he gives them nothing they don't already have, and and makes their defense much worse. Uh, they should trade for Ben Simmons, by the way. I thought that would have been a good location, and and it almost. It I I reported on it actually with some uh, decent inside information about how there was a three way trade between the Raptors, um, the the Raptors the the uh, Warriors no wait well, the Raptors Warriors and the the Seventy Sixers and uh, Pascal Siakam was actually headed to to the Warriors uh, with oh, Ben wow. Simmons it was going to be a giant trade but it would it had them giving up a lot of the young assets plus uh, Draymond Green which they we're not going to do so that said like you got to pay stuff to get something back right so uh see what they wouldn't have gotten had they done that is this uh beautiful wave goodbye the one of the clips you had in here mm -hmm. this is uh this is quite nice he's had enough he's screaming at kevin cutler and his second tech green waves you goodbye nikola Jokic has been ejected this is the exact moment where any chances the Nuggets had disappeared. That is in this game. Over. He yeah. wants to be careful now. He does not want to get a suspension headed into a uh, home game at Denver. Clearly a foul, but you just can't respond that way. But he's just, it's been so many plays in this series where he's been fouled and hasn't gotten the call. And that's the thing is the defense on him has been so good and, and he's not getting the calls he got in the regular season that you see the frustration on Jokic, right? That, that's, that's what that comes down to. Um, I've been on the Suns bandwagon ever since they, they uh, got Chris Paul. I like – people forget that uh, when the bubble season reopened, they went 8-0 and and missed the playoffs because uh, all their young players took a step, but um, they're just, they were so behind they couldn't – Get into playoff contention, so I've I've been kind of on the Suns uh, since then, but losing Devin Booker does hurt them. I don't think the Pelicans win anyway, despite a surprise win in Game Two after Devin Booker scored thirty-one points in the first half and Zion Williamson not being there. I don't. So okay, there, there's got to be something going on behind the scenes, right? I, I, I was talking to Duke, the Graphite Duke, about this. The NBA is an easy league to speculate about because. It, they put all their dirty laundry out front and center, right? You you see what's happening, uh, and you, the motivations are pretty clear. But the 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 things the thing that I find weird about this is the Athletic reported that there's a difference of opinion as to whether or not Zion can play. So the way I interpreted that headline was, oh, Zion wants to sit out and the team wants him to play. This is like a, a Kawhi Leonard in, in San, Diego, San Antonio situation. Then I read the article where it was the opposite, where Zion says, I'm ready to play. You've seen my 360 dunks on Instagram. Um, but the team doesn't want him to play. And 
so there's been some speculation already that so essentially what's happening right now is LeBron's agency Clutch Sports runs the Lakers. They essentially run the Lakers. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm like to the point where players are getting extensions early because they're with Clutch Agency, and it it serves no benefit to the team. They they have the player locked up. You don't need to extend them a year before they're due. Um, and this is a team already with some cap issues because they're paying Russell Wilson, you know, uh, not, not Russell Wilson, Russell uh, uh, Westbrook, uh, you know, $45 million or whatever. The CAA is the other big agency. They they represent um, those three stars from Duke that came out of that draft, which is Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish, and um, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett already played for the Knicks. They traded for Cam Reddish in a move where everyone was kind of like, huh. That's strange. And now there's been some noise that they want to move Zion to New York. I don't know what New York can even give them that's not R.J. Barrett that they'd accept because all the trades I've seen are nonsense. Um, they won't be able to make the trade. CAA won't make that trade until Zion gets his Supermax extension. He won't get a Supermax extension unless he he plays enough games to qualify for that extension because there's rules. He needs to be like all... all all NBA first or second team, whatever amount. Of th- There's a whole bunch of rules. That so you think the team is purposely not letting him play enough games to but qualify then, for the super max, but then so if they he don't have get to give it max. to him, so he d- they can void the trade or at least have more power but, in it. But then if he doesn't get the super max, he doesn't have to sign the extension and becomes a free agent. In which case you lose him for. In which nothing. case you lose him for nothing, and then even if you don't sign, let's say like you don't sign super max and you trade him next season, right? Then. The assets you get less because you have to you have to match salaries when you're trading in the NBA. The the assets you would get would be less because you're matching less salary. I, I don't understand. I, I don't. I've never seen something like this. I where I just I don't understand the motivation from from the team. Do you think this is just the petty Pelicans where they just don't want to give him what he wants? Well, but then why did they why did they accommodate Anthony Davis? Right, like yeah, because they did. We just saw them do this like two years ago. Maybe it's like, well, we're tired of seeing stars walk, but he's going to walk anyway. I, I And having Zion Williamson with C.J. McCullough makes them a much, much better team. Uh, and by the way, Brandon Ingram could score 45 points like we just saw the other night. So like, it's it just a strange combination of things. So just going back to, to Devin Booker quickly here. Originally, they thought the injury was going to be like a, a couple games maybe, but now they're talking two to three weeks. So he's, he's uh, suffered... Uh, with his hamstring for two years, although this year he was generally more healthy and they sat him out sometime preemptively to make sure that he would be okay. Uh, but the median injury time for uh, for hamstring is about eight days with the average time being about 12 days. So that would look like it's the end of this series. So it's, it's they would probably have him back for the second series. So I, I'm, I'm not willing to bury them. To me, the injury to Chris Middleton affects the the um the the Milwaukee Bucks much more than it than than the Booker injury affects um the Suns. And and the reason why is because if Middleton's not there, Drew Holiday is your second scorer for the Bucks. And so unless Giannis can completely take over, which we've seen him do of course. We saw him literally win a championship on one leg a few months ago. Um but the question is whether or not he can do that again, again against the Bulls team that defensively is actually not that bad. Um, it's it's very curious to me. I'm 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 wondering if we'll see an actual uh, low seed 
upper seed upset in the in the East. So what you're saying is they should trade for James. They should Harden. trade for James Harden. Yeah, that's that. That's the team that could have used because defensively they were fine. It would have been nice to have some scoring, as it turns out. Um, it would have been nice. The to analysis this week is spot on. Yeah, the analysis is which team should have traded for <laughs> James Harden. Uh, maybe the trade should have been uh, to send him to the San Francisco 49ers because Debo Samuel has started to make some noise. So the story that's coming out of his camp is that. And there's variations of this, obviously, because he hasn't actually talked about it. But word on the street happens to be that he doesn't want to be this hybrid running back wide receiver. He wants to be a pure wide receiver in a system that will allow him to do that. And I imagine the plans are to keep him in this kind of like hybrid role, which I don't really understand because doesn't that mean you just get more touches, which means your name gets more promotion, which means you get a better negotiating table seats? I think it comes down to um, if he's listed as a running back, he gets because the salaries went up for wide receivers, if they want to use uh, what's it called when you force somebody to sign against their will, what's that called? Uh, suicide. No. <laughs> we don't call it that anymore, you go. Um, Franchise tag. So if they use the franchise tag as a running back, he would actually less, make less money than wide receiver. Um, although that's, you know, that like that's the, that's been kind of recent, right? We we've seen running backs get paid more for years and years and years, but we've seen now the salaries of wide receivers with Tyree Kill and uh, all the others that have signed this offseason really drive that price. But, tag but up. see, that's I think that's the point, right? The wide receiver contracts are so heavy, and the uh, running back contracts are very short term, but also like high money for that role potentially for that short burst. So if you can replace the running back position and demand the wide receiver salary and then ask for a cut of what the running back would get, Mm -hmm. that's just more in your pocket, right? And that way you're kind of occupying two roster spots with one and kind of take all that cash for yourself. So I I just don't understand. I think he wants an extension early. Yeah. Is all it is. I think he's staying in San Francisco. Look, I'd love for him to go to the Dolphins and be the Dolphins running back, but I don't think he's being moved. I think... It's just a ploy to get um, to get some money sent to him early. They have a they have a quarterback in Trey Lance on a rookie deal. I I would imagine Garoppolo gets cut and they save some money on that contract. Although, as far as I can see, the, that contract was not structured to get rid of him in the same way a lot of the others contracts we've seen. Like like the Baker Mayfield contract is still his rookie contract, so the team basically gets rid of him for free um, in the final year. So um, the the Garoppolo contract is a little bit more punitive. But with the cap going up, I don't think it matters all that much. Also, like, can we just stop pretending cap hell is a thing in the NFL? I've been hearing that the Rams are in cap hell, uh, cap hell for, like, a decade now, and they keep adding players. Yeah, I, I I've always find it funny about how going into this offseason, there was, like, so many teams that were, like, $100 million over the cap or whatever it was. And the suddenly Packers. Everyone's, Packers. everyone's fine, right? It's like, what? how are you doing this cap magic all of a sudden? It just happens. So, yeah, I don't really get it either. Uh, but... Someone is a creative accountant, and well, but so like the thing is, is that we've moved away in pro sports from teams being run by fanboys, right? They're being run by people with degrees in finance, and 
baseball was actually ahead of the curve on that and uh, the NFL is following suit just basketball you need just to understand sort of the the machinations of the CBA you need to be uh in finance to understand how difficult that is um I feel bad for all those guys that studied sports marketing in college cuz they're like you're not getting a job no never maybe as a the uh, actuaries from Harvard aren't getting jobs in sports franchises yeah, maybe, you're maybe, definitely not getting one maybe we'll get something for you at Hot Sauce Sports uh but yeah it's we have an intern position we're trying to fill <laughs> it's honestly been um it's been interesting because like we thought we had an understanding of how uh teams built f- uh, rosters and like the rams not only flipped that on their head on its head for their own team but it seems the entire nfl has realized oh no no this is what you have to do win for now because there's no uh guaranteed money anyway and then on top of that um we also have uh you know the opportunity to win and you don't know how quickly that window can shrink so let's do that let's 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 go that way and um we're seeing that across the league so i'm i'm curious to see if if san francisco bends to to the will of Depot samuel i i imagine they will where does he end up san francisco you think yeah if he doesn't sign there or extend there do they move him east coast Jets? I, I yeah, I might well, <laughs> torture the, land. <laughs> the Jets have been trying for every wide receiver that comes on the market. Uh I mean now uh and we see this with Kyler Murray too, right? Kyler Murray, the the Cardinals GM Steve Kime just said there's zero chance that they traded Kyler Murray. But that thing was very clear to me. It that these guys are afraid of getting injured. The guaranteed money in the NFL is not great. They want to get their money as quickly as possible. Um uh, and they're not, they're not thrilled that the union has uh, allowed for a rookie scale, right? So they want the money as early as they can get it. I think especially for running backs, by the way, there shouldn't be a rookie scale because the average running back doesn't make it to their second contract. Yeah, you burn through the rookies like... Yeah. I don't, know, I don't have a good expression for it, honestly. <laughs> like I burned like, through... Like, like I burned kids that, running suicides. <laughs> I was going to say, like I burned through that French taco of 420. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that's 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 how I see it, Eags. Uh, let's get to rapid fire. Let's get to rapid fire. Uh, we're going to do about five or six of them today. The first one we're going to start with, uh, more like an iron lung, am I right? Uh, one dude had a particularly rough flight after spending a significant amount of time heckling Mike Tyson, of which, first off, why would you ever heckle Mike Tyson for? This is George talking to Mike Tyson, bro. This shit crazy, bro. Mike Tyson. <laughs> My dog done got lit, man. He over here rapping with Tyson. Mike Tyson trying to give us some shrooms. <laughs> you don't know how to act. Tyson looking out, man. This shit crazy as fuck. He should have never gave you his money. Jet Blue, Mint Flight. My boy just got beat up by Mike Tyson. Turn that way. Yeah, he got fucked up. Just trying to ask. <laughs> I'm sorry. This guy totally fucking deserved it. Don't pick on Mike Tyson. He will punch you. He will absolutely punch you. Why wouldn't he punch you? He gets paid to punch people. So, and Mike Tyson in his, his more recent years has gotten like really zen and, and has like found ways to deal with his anger and... But at some point, anybody gets annoyed. I, I don't understand the motivation. This reminds me, like, what's a dumber group of people to you, Eagle? Uh, somebody heckling Mike Tyson 
or um, the the people who broke into O.J. Simpson's house to make them think Nicole Brown was there. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that's a coin flip. I feel I feel like a, a, an awake Mike Tyson is more dangerous than an asleep O.J. Simpson, or potentially not home O.J. Simpson. So yeah, but it's it's there's a fine line there. I I don't know what set I want to be on, and like <laughs> so. I but why why so if I I've seen sorry I've seen athletes in 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 regular everyday life I've seen celebrities in everyday life at most I will say hi and acknowledge that I recognize them and then completely move on I don't want to take their time it must be awful I I don't even do that honestly I just like if it's someone I really appreciate I don't even say hey thank you for your work I just say hi and I move on because they get harassed because this shit happens right yeah. the reason we can't have a normal conversation with another human we appreciate is because we know they're dealing with this bullshit all the time but wh- like but we're smart enough to not get punched in the face <laughs> but what gets you to that point what makes you think it's okay is it just the eight seconds of fame yes it's got to be that but why is that, fame that attractive? Ended up on tmz sports but, that's exactly why you do but it why is fame attractive because the height of fame means someone will harass you to the point where you punch them on an airplane like, that's what you're striving for, is to eventually be the person who is harassed. Yeah, it's a good story at a party. I guess so. I guess uh, so. Another good story. Form tackle. In a game between North Central Texas and Weatherford, a pitcher reacted to Josh Phillips hitting a go-ahead home run, and it happens to get caught on video because welcome to the 21st century. North Central is taking the lead here in game one. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. It's a nice hit. Great tackle. If only this was football. I hope he plays two sports. Woodward just attacking the... Sorry, I just... Phillips right there. And he'll step on home plate and... One more time, just... I love that they made him step on home plate anyway. With no ribs. All the internal bleeding, you still have to go step on first base because baseball. Because baseball. You can see, like, he clearly said something because you see the umpire sort of moving over to, to indicate something to the base runner. <laughs> but, like, th- that's a great tackle, man. I got, I got nothing but respect. He turned, he turned the guy who hit the home runs insides into Soup, and then uh, Soup was forced to make its way to home plate. A uh, little bit of a sad story here. Haskins' wife, the transcript of the 911 call between Drain Haskins' wife and the emergency services has revealed that Haskins uh, left his car to go get gas, and that's why he was walking on the interstate. Um, that's, my, but that's like, that's like defending the inbounder. That's rule 1.1 of highway driving, right? Like, don't get out of your car on the highway. I mean, also, just fucking call, like, AAA or something, right? Could you or call anyone th- to get you gas. You called your wife. You can call somebody else to bring gas. You can call a tow truck. You, you're Dwayne Haskins. You can call a helicopter. I, I, I don't and get I it. get that gas prices are a little expensive <laughs> nowadays. So you didn't want to tank when you saw like it was like four fifty uh, a gallon or something. You're like, oh, I'll wait a day. But you should also be smarter about running out of gas. Like you're not Terry Tam. I was gonna say, <laughs> is this the reason Terry to come on the show today? Because the only person I know who's routinely running the gas. Because I, I know a couple people where it's happened to them once. It's almost happened to me once or twice. But, like, the only person who it's actually happened to more than once is Terry Tapp. And he's not here to enjoy the gloriness of the story. 
Uh, also glorious here, ultimate wild card. Villanova basketball head coach Jay Wright has announced his retirement at 60 years old after 21 years of coaching About, basketball yeah. Villanova. Um, so we have. Some it wasn't at all of Villanova. True. It was at Kansas before that. Three so there's a clip. The ball's in the air and you see a mouth bang. That's a pretty badass moment. That's a pretty badass moment. Uh, Jay Wright steps down. Like I understand, 60s not that young to retire. It it is young for head coaching because it takes you a minute to become a head coach. So like, even even if it's been, because I don't think it's been 21 years as a head coach. But if even as if it has been as a as a 21 years as a head coach, you only got that job at 40, right? So or 39, right? So like, you would imagine. Uh, he'd want to hold on to that for a bit. The team's still successful. Um, my thinking is, what happens here? Is it that there are some sanctions coming down, or is he the Lakers' next head coach? I just think he wants to have his grandchildren run suicides. No, that that Urban Meyer thing of spending time with your family is a bullshit. Do you think Villanova <laughs> should have traded for James Harden? <laughs> maybe James Harden, ex coach of Villanova, Philadelphia and Villanova. It's right there, so maybe. Uh, but no, I think I I think because the thing is, people are treating the Lakers' job like it's this great job. That roster is a mess. There's no way they're getting a top tier NBA coach to go. I don't think Doc Rivers will get fired because Embiid will will them past at least the first round. And so I think they're going to have to look to college to get a big-name head coach. I think Jay Wright's the guy. Clippers need a new coach probably because they've failed to succeed after so yeah, years. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's tough because like Kawhi's been hurt for two years. So like you get you get the... Yeah, but he's always hurt. And Nick Nurse managed to win, so... Well, with Kawhi. Load management. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, with the load management <laughs> has not worked. He just not... He, he missed the entire season. He did not play a minute of NBA basketball this year. That's wild to me. That's wild to me. Next, T.O. for a TD. After this recent touchdown catch for former NFL receiver Tara Owens, he has suggested that he should get another chance to play in the NFL. Uh, I, for one, think this is a great idea. Now maybe you get one here. So here's a first and 10 on the 11. Likely last play. Horton steps up, throws to the end zone, up for grabs. Hold in, Terrell Owens. His first catch in fan-controlled football history and his first touchdown. It'll come a little too late, but it's what the Zappers fans were looking for. We got exactly what we was waiting for, and, but it was not at the right time. We end up getting... The Zappers of the fan-controlled football league, the fans wanted Terrell Owens to get a touchdown catch, and they got it. Um, of course, the saddest moment for T.O. has to be the sentence that it's too little too late for the Zappers of the fan-controlled football league, right? Like, he is 49 in his defense, and he still looks pretty good. That was a nice catch. Yeah, it's a great catch. The fact that he can still use his body to create separation of 49, my question is, at T.O., I'm sure you really hyped after the game and said you wanted another shot, but how did your body feel the next morning after landing on it that That ice bath is not the same at 49. No. Um, Yeah, very different. And our last topic here, and you're going to have to bail me out here, Logo gets litigious. NBA oh, Hall of Famer has God. demanded a retraction from. Sorry, let me say th- let me say this for you. <laughs> NBA Hall of Famer Jerry West, the logo, has demanded a retraction from HBO uh, for his portrayal on HBO's um, dramatic comedic series uh, Winning Time, based on the 1980s Lakers, which I've seen on the show is excellent. It's also not a documentary. 
it's very clearly not a documentary. The characters break the fourth wall. There are com- very comedic moments. John C. Riley is the star of the show playing Jerry Buss, a former owner of the Lakers. Very clearly, you know who was supposed to play a Jerry Buss Eagle? Just to show you how this is clearly a comedy. Will Ferrell was supposed to play <laughs> Jerry Buss. So, <laughs> guys, let's relax. And also, how can you demand a retraction from a TV show? Like, it's not an article. Was well, the show directed by Adam McKay? By it any is chance? directed by Adam McKay. See, that's exactly why it's Will Ferrell would, would have been in but that. And, and, but like, it, but it's right. done in his style, right? Where they yeah. the characters break fourth wall. Where at one point, um, a coach, the 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 a coach from a newspaper article, like the picture of the coach in the newspaper article, is talking to the crowd about uh, Coach Tarkanian. Um, it's the most bizarre thing I've seen. I don't understand how we got to this point where uh, we can't discern the difference between documentary and comedy. Uh, very bizarre. You're asking for retraction from the guy who did Step Brothers. Did we just become best friends? I think we did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so much room for activities. And that's our show for this week. Uh, thank you, Terry, for not showing up. So please have to carry this show. Hey, listen, it's going to happen. I also have vacation plans too at some point. So at some point, I'm sure uh, Terry will have to bail me out. Terry, I hope you have a great trip. Um, I want to thank everyone who has, of course, uh, liked, subscribed, rated, reviewed, uh, watched, listened to, masturbated towards the show. It's been excellent. Um, That's how we keep uh, the lights on here. So please do continue to do that. We do appreciate you. Eagle, thank you for pulling double duty today. Like I know you're saying I carry the show, but honestly, it's t- it would have been tough to do if it, I was completely by myself. So you having to produce this show, the next show, which we're recording right after this, and be the co-host of the show. That's that's a lot of work, so I do appreciate that. Um, and I want to thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Hot Sauce Sports.